Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is sponsored by OutlawPinball.com. OutlawPinball.com is a retro gaming and pinball apparel company based in Ohio that offers t-shirts, hoodies, hats, keychains, and more featuring retro gaming and pinball-inspired designs. Every purchase gets you entered into the OutlawPinball.com pinball machine giveaway that happens every three months, and right now you can get the Mandalorian pinball machine. Get an entry for every dollar spent in the store or become a VIP member to get store discounts and 30 bonus entries into the giveaway every month. The winner of the Mandalorian Pinball Machine will be randomly selected on June 14th, so go pick up some pinball and gaming-inspired apparel to get your name entered. Also, when you're at checkout, go down to the promo box and type in CANNED10 for 10% off your purchase. That's C-A-N-N-E-D and the number 10. So go grab some apparel and get entered to win at outlawpinball.com. This is April O'Neil with a special report here with Jeremy, Jack, and Randy at Canned Air Podcast. Everyone listen in. This is April O'Neil, Channel 6 News. Welcome to another episode of Candare, your tribute to pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. Got another good one for you today, people. Very turtle-themed episode, which is most of you probably know. I know Jack knows. Those are my favorite episodes mm, to do. I love those ones, too. Oh, yeah. I love the turtle episodes. Pack them full of turtle music and then <laughs> end with a very turtle turtle guest, turtle-ish guest, turtle-themed guest. Mm-hmm. And today, as you've already seen by the cover art and by the title, of the episode, Kevin Eastman, the co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, returns to the show uh, to talk with me for a little bit. So we're going to be starting off the episode in the retro roundtable. Not very much retro stuff, but we're talking about um, what's coming down the pipeline from the Turtles here in the next year or two. A lot of stuff. I know I keep seeing a lot of uh, messages from old Rye about NECA stuff. I don't take a look to see what it oh, is. Oh, yeah. But- yeah, he's keeping this Well, neck has been on it, man. Have they? Oh, my God. They've been really <laughs> on it, which we'll touch on. And then after uh, we have that conversation, we'll cut over to the conversation with Kevin Eastman. But before we do anything, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandarePod and on Instagram at Can underscore Air. And if you want to show some support, head over to CandarePodcast.com. And there's two different tabs you can click on to show your support to the show. One, a merch tab where you can get t-shirts, mugs, stickers. What else is on there? Is that about that? Phone cases. Phone cases. Yeah. <laughs> phone cases. <laughs> rep in style. Rep every time you take a phone call or text. And uh, also the Patreon tab, where for 5 to $10 a month, and there's other tiers on there if you want to show support, but those tiers get you all the audio uh, content that's available. And we are one episode away from having 50 episodes of the Candare Patreon pod, which is available at our $5 tier. That's it. I thought there were more too, but <laughs> still, it's still a lot of listening. I mean, mm. think about it. <laughs> 50 episodes. That's a catalog in itself. And then at the $10 tier, there is uh, all kinds of stuff. The Comic Vault, uh, Candare Classics, the Candare Radio Theater, and just special episodes like uh, the traumatic episode where shit went horribly wrong. Uh, what about Eddie? The pilot episode. Yeah. If you want to know why it's called What About Eddie, you just have to go check it out. But it's the very first time we ever turned on microphones, ever. A lot of awkwardness on that episode. Yeah, there was. Hear how far we've come, people. And there's other projects on there, too, to check out. So, again, candarepodcast.com. Hit the Patreon link. Hit the merch link. And don't forget to find us on evergreenpodcast.com, the network we're very proud to be a part of with a lot of other great shows, mm-hmm. a lot of other good shows. So it sounds like we might get the opportunity to meet some of them. 
yeah here in the next few that's months that's exciting yeah it is see who uh you know we're rubbing elbows with who we're sitting in the theater with i guess i don't know how you <laughs> want to put that but uh anything else before we go on that's it that i can think of i think that's it too so let's kick it off with the uh not retro i guess let's kick it off with the contemporary round table <laughs> it's showtime All right. What's new with the Ninja Turtles? Uh, first of all, the biggest thing, at least for me, is we are looking down the barrel of what? We are now almost less, no, about a month away from the final issue of The Last Ronin coming out. Issue five of Last Ronin. I thought they were coming out faster than that. I can't believe it's only been five. Well, COVID pushed a lot of stuff back, you know? Well, yeah. It really uh, like hit the brakes on a lot of stuff, but the wait's always worth it. The wait is always worth it. They've been so good, and spoiler alert, uh, if you haven't read it, I'll give you a chance to check out right here, or you can just skip forward a few minutes. Five, four, three, two, one. So far, in the first four issues, we've seen the death the entire family, how mm -hmm. they all died and stuff. So this is kind of the last issue is obviously the final kind of showdown. And I'm so excited to see what happens. This is such a cool world they've built, like the future, like this future view of New York City. Uh, I think it's the Shredder's grandson who was like the, the leader of the foot. It's cool to see the foot in the future. It's cool to see old Michelangelo, old April, and just... Um, very curious to see where it goes from there. I mean, I'm not saying anything prolific. Everyone who's been reading has the same wonders and curiosities I do. But, um, you know, one cool thing they, that they have uh, added with the turtles and their mutation, you know, because we always see them as teenagers. Mm -hmm. uh, but now that he's old and stuff, it's like as they've gotten older, they've gotten stronger, much stronger. Hmm. Like their mutation kind of keeps furthering as they age. Well, when you're a teenager to when you're... 30 year all right you're stronger yeah, so but more significant than the humid one than well, it would be yeah. for a human you know what i mean but i'm excited to see what happens um obviously so i think that's coming at the end of uh uh april i think it is april 27th i believe it is anything on the last ronin before we move on no i've gotta i gotta get the i think i've only got two issues so i gotta get the other three just the well, first the other, two or the yeah, yeah. You really do, because yep. it's the definitive story. And I talk with uh, Kevin a little bit about uh, Last Ronin 2 a little bit later in this episode. So uh, I'll just shut up because I don't want to say much more. I don't want to give any more away to people who haven't listened to it. I guess I haven't given too much away that they don't already know if you haven't, if you've read the first issue. Just And that spoiler really didn't give too much away. I mean, it gives stuff away. It but really wasn't a when spoiler, you look at the title. Yeah, then you know, I, guess, I, mean, I guess the title kind of <laughs> the said last everything. Ronin and everybody else is still around. I guess it just said everything I already was getting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, still in the comic news in the IDW series in issue one twenty seven, which is going to be out probably shortly after this episode airs. I'm not sure on the exact release date, but Venus De Milo is being introduced into the IDW series. That's crazy. In a good way. Crazy in a good way, because this IDW series is doing what the Nickelodeon uh, CG series did. It's just paying perfect tribute to everything that's come before it. And um, I think in the series with Venus, what they did was like had her on painted on the side of their turtle van. Yeah, it was kind of yeah. like, like the bomber airplanes. Mm -hmm. I, they have the bikini the girl. The pinups, thank yeah. you. So that's how they paid homage to her uh, in that series. But this, it looks like she's coming in, but not as like the spunky, just fifth turtle. Because, you know, in that series, there already is a fifth female turtle mm -hmm. on the good side, uh, Jenica. And I've kind of, I'm getting back in touch with that series because I've been out on the last 20 issues. And there's a, uh, there's like a small, like albino turtle that seems to be like, an, like, like a child. So I don't know where they're going with that quite. I think they have explained that, but again, I've been out of touch. But it seems like, just based on the cover or, or the, the 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 artwork we've seen online of what Venus is going to be and look like, looks like she's going to be somewhat menacing, at least at first. Hmm. And it looks like she's kind of like a Frankenstein pieced together monster. I was going to say, where's where has she been all these years? <laughs> it looks like she's going to be made by it, like some kind of a mad scientist. 
weird. Yeah. And if you look at the, the art for her, and I'll put a picture of it uh, in the Instagram and Facebook post of this episode, but one of her hands, arms, looks normal, looks like a typical turtle arm with three fingers. But the other arm is longer and has four fingers. And everyone's like, what the, what the hell's going on with that? Well, I've just picked up issue 126, and there are these frog mutants. Hmm. Like a gang of these five frog mutants that are kind of terrorizing people at, or other mutants. And those arms look pretty damn similar, so I wonder if she doesn't have a frog arm somewhere That's in there. It's crazy. But... They piece part of her together. But she looks so sweet because her shell has like a big, like, cut out in it and there's like a like a glowing have you you've seen it right mm -mm. i thought you did let me pull it up really quick here has like a glowing uh red circle in it right there with like these two like exhausts exhaust pipe things coming out of her shell she just looks awesome and her headband still got the braid yeah uh, yeah <clears throat> it does it's, and she looks just very menacing so i'm excited to see this new life but this picture we're looking at has her back to us, so I wonder if we're going to get shell boobs again. I was I was wondering about that a few <laughs> minutes ago. Did Jenica? No. Hmm. No. So I doubt it. Probably not. But um, I hope not. But all the same, I'm very excited because you know, again, her run in the next mutation. I've been thinking a lot about it ever since we've seen this <laughs> this new uh, reincarnation of Venus. And, you know, she did not get a warm reception. She's not been a fan favorite, and I'm, I've been on that list. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I thought, well, is that really a testament to that character? Or is it just because she was in an awful show? It was execution, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and it's so weird because even though that show was awful, I still have it on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, that's just the level of my turtle fandom. But um, this is very exciting just to see what they do with her and to see her come back in a way that fans might not be dismissive, dismissive of. I know they won't be dismissive. I mean, if you're sticking with the IDW series this long, you know to expect good stuff. Yeah. And Sophie Campbell has been doing a great job. Kevin Eastman and Tom Waltz have been like uh, consultants overseeing on this, overseeing of, yeah. the script and stuff. So, you know, one of the Turtles' fathers and Tom Waltz has just been one of the best writers for TMNT that I can think of. He's so good. Have I'm, they gone into the Triceratons? Oh, yeah. Oh, did they? Yeah. Right. I mean, there's still stuff currently going on with them mm. in this series. But um, I would love to get him on this show someday, but I, I bet he's far too busy to... <laughs> right now, at least. ...be like... bothering with us. But I would love to get Waltz on the show sometime because he's he's just... Uh, I'll quit gushing over Tom Waltz and Eastman's work, but um, good stuff. So check it out. Again, I think at first, it, they're just hearing Venus is going to be back is a lot of people are going to be like, oh, God, that stupid turtle. But once they see her, I mean, just looking at that, that changes the whole... Oh yeah, look of it just seeing that picture. So. And I think there's another picture out there. <clears throat> I'll see if I can find it, and if I can find it, I'll also attach it to the uh, social media posts for this episode. But um, I, now that I think about it, I think that was a front-facing picture, and I don't remember looking for shell boobs, <laughs> um, just because the artwork looked awesome. Hmm. You know, it just I, I think it's going to be done well because everything they've done thus far has been great. But some people could say I have a biased opinion. <laughs> I think. <laughs> He likes everything turtles. Don't listen to him. It's true. I again, next mutation on DVD downstairs. So if it's done right, there's no reason to why not to like it. Right. I mean, geez, that's it. Yeah. I just remember I remember when Next Mutation came out being so stoked. One, because it was the Turtles, and two, because it was uh Saban. Mm -hmm. I was like, well shit, I love the Turtles, I love the Power Rangers. You mix the two together, what do you get? Crap. <laughs> you know. <laughs> It just wasn't written well, I don't think. Yeah. That's... But we'll see. I think it's going to be good, though. Anyway, enough about that. Check it out. Uh, issue 127. Again, if it's not out by the time you're hearing this, it's going to be out in the next week or two. So check that out. Uh, what's next? Let's touch on the movie news, which there really isn't much to touch on. Uh, you know, when this all this started coming around, the news was Colin and Casey Jost, uh, the one guy from SNL. Yes. The weekend update guy yep. and his brother who uh, was doing work with the Impractical Jokers. Remember, did you have you stuck with the Impractical Jokers at all? I just catch reruns here and there. Well, you know, as their stuff furthered, as the as the show furthered into later seasons, they start doing like I don't remember what they called them, but they were kind of like behind the scenes of the Jokers, where 
Casey Jost would come in with a microphone and talk to them, like the reactions after they just did a certain skit or something. Okay. That's that's his brother. That's Colin Jost's okay. brother. And I was just kind of like, huh, I wonder how what their turtle fandom is. I think I could write a great turtle movie if anyone's <laughs> listening. But And then the news has become that Seth Rogen is going to be producing it. And that's going to be, it's all CG on that one, right? I believe so. Because, again, and who's to say what was ever actually in talks and what's just rumors? But I'd heard originally that they were flirting with the idea of bringing the suits back, hmm. which would be awesome. I would I love to. I don't know if they would hold up this long. I mean, I guess if they're stored okay, but... No, 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 no. I'm not saying, like, wearing the original suits. Oh, Hell no, oh, those okay. things. I'm sure they look like nightmare this fuel. This still smells like Ernie Reyes. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> they probably stink so bad. <laughs> but um, I did actually see one of those suits years ago. There was a... Uh, at uh, Easton Mall, they used to have, years ago, a Planet Hollywood in yeah, the mall. Yeah, I remember that. And they would rotate movie props like in glass cases mm-hmm. out front there was a time they had the dumb and dumber mutts and cuts van out there and what uh-huh and uh one of the things i remember more than anything is they had i think it was leonardo's suit from the third or second movie who i can't remember and there's such a big difference in those suits i wish i could remember <laughs> but it's whatever whichever one it was seemed to have held up well but mind you that was close to 20 years ago at this point so um yeah, I'm sure they haven't held up well. But no, it was going to be recreations, you know, making them again. But from what I understood, they were going to be as close as they could make them to the original films, mm. at least the first two. Yeah. So that would have been cool. And it was supposed to be like a continuation of those stories. But Speaking of the first movies, have you seen, I can't remember if it's the first movie or the second movie. I think it's the first. But there's a point where you can see the actor's mouth inside the turtle's mouth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... yeah. They, that, I saw that a couple weeks ago, and I was like, that's horrifying. Yo, you're just now seeing that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's like when Donatello leans back and laughs, you can like see the actor's mouth yeah. inside his mouth. <laughs> there's all kinds of little things like that in those films. Uh, there's a point at the end, and you have to really look for it, because I can't remember exactly what part it is, but when they're on the rooftop fighting Shredder... Mm-hmm. There's a scene where it's kind of like over the Shredder's shoulder looking at the turtles. Maybe it's when it's when uh, Donnie and Mike are doing like paper scissors to see who goes next, like taking on the Shredder. But yeah. there's a quick shot, a quick angle where you can see the ba- New York City backdrop hanging on a curtain rod. Like nah. it, it, go- it goes to the right just enough where you can see the rod and the curtain it's hanging on and stuff. But <laughs> You know, the I mean, the movie's so good even to this day that it, it it's all these little tiny things. It's like, who cares? There's it's something a, going on that you're not even watching that. It's right. you're watching something else. Yeah, isn't it crazy how well that first one's held up? Like, mm-hmm. it's just nuts to me how well the, I can still watch that movie and just have as much fun with it as I did back in the day. The only thing that ages it is cars. Right, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's going to become a period piece after, yeah. after long. But, but um, I love that. At the same time, I don't know. There's just something very, uh, I don't know. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, organic about it, I guess. It's just, it just harks to those comics, original Eastman Laird comics, so perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, if you watch the toys that made us when they talk about the turtles and stuff, it talks about, well, the toy creators, I think it was Playmates at the time, they're like, well, we're not making toys for this movie. It's too damn dark, you know? So that's, <laughs> you know, they had to make the second one pretty much a live action cartoon yeah so let's fight with sausages and whatnot <laughs> but you know it's it's hard i haven't watched that third movie in years the second one boy every once in a great while but the first one i watch it about once a year like i love that movie i don't even know the last time i've seen any of them the first one i've seen the most the second one i've seen right behind that the third i think i've seen it once and the next mutation or the <laughs> whatever the fourth one is called i've never seen it the fourth oh the the cg one no there was the one with the turtles token razor was the second one mm-hmm. and then when they went back to japan third one time that was a third mm-hmm. and then the venus one that wasn't the movie that was a series oh was okay that's the next mutation okay yeah that i've yeah. never even seen there was a fourth movie that i think was loosely supposed to be a continuation just called tmnt i think it was like 2003 maybe i can't remember it that was, was like, the cartoon one right yeah yeah it was good though it was good but there was no shredder or anything it was like they were fighting like these ancient monster kind of things which eh, yeah. i want to see ninja fights yeah. you know but <laughs> 
So what do you think? Seth Rogen spearheading I I think, a CG I think I've seen film. pictures or a maybe it's a concept of what they'll look like and they I don't know. I almost want to say it's a cross between that last cartoon series that was out where everyone had a big blocky head that only lasted a season. The Rise of the TMNT? Yes. I think they kind of resemble that a little bit and then the the good Nickelodeon CG one. I'll have to look. I haven't seen uh, any concept art. I mean, the one thing I have seen, I, I feel like it's been a while ago, but it was like the like a bunch of writers in a room with like all the toys from all the series, like laid out on tables, like looking at everything, like trying to piece together like concept art. So it made me happy that they were putting so much stock into it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not just being like, all right, they're just big turtles with bandanas. Run with it. <laughs> <laughs> but what would you rather see? Would you rather see this cartoon be a reboot or would you rather see it be a continuation of the original films? I don't know. I was just thinking that how hard it's got to be to write it because it's all been done over and over and over and over again. Some a lot of the same stories and stuff. Yeah. I'd probably want to see it take over from the movies. Pick up from where the movies left off, maybe. I'm torn because I would. Don't get me wrong, but that would mean no Shredder. Unless they somehow bring him bring back. Super Shredder back, yeah. But where has he been all this time, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> um, but at the same time, so if you get the reboot, yeah, you're probably going to get the Shredder again. But I don't know. If they do a reboot, I would just love to see them use IDW uh, comic series as reference. What if they did, like they started out with Amato Yoshi and Arukusaki in Japan and actually went through that whole thing Maybe not so much, but not just like a quick cameo and a storytelling thing of the past. Right. Well, the IDW series origins, like they show Splinter explaining to the turtles because he's the only one of the uh, five of them that has memory of it. But, you know, they actually were in like feudal Japan. They were originally human beings, you know, Hamato Yoshi and his four sons. Mm -hmm. And the Shredder beheaded the four sons in front of Hamato and then killed him. And right before he killed him, he's like, let me somehow seek revenge for my family. And years later, their consciousness, consciousness is, is that right? Consciousness, 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 <laughs> wake up in the form of this rat, rat and four turtles. And I don't remember how they explained, uh, Oroko still being around. I can't remember. I'd have to go check, but I love that. I love that. So it'd be cool if they kind of touched on that somehow. From way back. Way back. Like, hmm. Yeah. That's different. It's That's different, but I love it. Yeah. I mean, the Michael Bay ones was like, I figured I had to teach these turtles to defend themselves, so I found a, just by chance, yeah. a martial arts book in the sewer <laughs> and became proficient master at it. I'm like, well, all right, well, I don't know about that, but... It would make sense because bringing in, like, Japanese magic and stuff, just the, the whole folklore and spiritual stuff like with swords and weapons that, that's another to thing bring that, all that together that would be cool to do it that way that's another thing in the idw series is that there's a lot of like magic and like uh ancient like like witchery and kind of yeah. things happening and that's how dark leo came to be was there was kind of uh, i think it was a witch who kind of put a spell over leonardo that made him think that he had been lied to i can't remember man i haven't read these things in so long but <laughs> Oh my God, so good! So I just love to see that take reference, you know, the reference be taken from the IDW series. But and that would be like with the Shang Chi with the MCU actually getting to see some long past Japanese folklore and stuff coming to life. I love that stuff. Yeah, love it. So yeah, it makes I mean, it so much better than just I know oh. how to whoop someone's ass real good. It was actually <laughs> although it was so funny to see that that Muppet rat learning the moves from his cage in the first movie. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and that's, you know, the original comics telling of it, because in the cartoon, it was he, you know, Hamada Yoshi used to be human, human yeah. and just had touched too many rats or something. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess only time will tell. But I just hope Seth Rogen stays behind the camera. That's, I was just going to say, I hope he doesn't voice anything. Uh, he'll, he'll inevitably probably be one of the turtles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, that or some care. Maybe Bebop or Rocksteady or something. But I just, I hate, I, have you seen the uh, trailer for the Chippendales, uh, Chippendale yes. Rescue Rangers? Yep. I'm, I, when I first saw that, I was like, okay, man, but I'm kind of excited about it now. It's such an original take, mm -hmm. what they're doing. But the thing that just pulls me out is at the end when Seth Rogen's like uh, World of Warcraft character comes walking out 
And, you know, they have a quick back and forth, which seems to be funny enough in itself. But then the camera comes back and just focuses on his character for like three seconds just for him just to do. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's not. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. So I hope he stays behind the camera. Yeah. The only issue I have with that is they're Chippendale's voices. Yeah. That's the only bad part. I can get by everything. They look great. Yeah. And one of them being CG and not, but they explain why. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's Hollywood. Why not? Yeah, it's like it's like the show we grew up with. For those of you who haven't seen the Chippendales Rescue Rangers uh, commercial, is that uh, the series we all grew up with in the '90s was actually just a TV show they were doing in in their world, and it's it's 30 years after they've walked away from it and kind of them getting back together and you know mischief ensuing somehow. Mm -hmm. But there was a scene where like you see Uncle Scrooge like in his money bin and stuff. Yeah. So. It seems like they're pulling it all together, like that Disney afternoon in some fashion or another. So, Zipper, Ratchet, and Monterey Jack are in it too. So, Gadget or Gadget, yeah, Gadget. I they didn't show Gadget, and we didn't all they know, show her. No, but I she's going to be in it. She has to be in there. I thought they. I thought she was in there. I don't recall her. I have to watch it again. But you know why they're not? Because all every all the <laughs> fanboys <laughs> want to see her in that jumpsuit, baby. Well, there's. Dumber down like they did Lola Bunny for the the new whatchamacallit, Space Jam. She wasn't oh, yeah. nearly as hot as she was then. <laughs> In the first Damn one, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> so I hope it's a good movie. All right, what's next? Uh, have you seen what uh, NECA has been doing? They've just been pushing turtle stuff out the ass, which I'm not complaining. Yeah, bring it on. I've seen recently is the, the NECA or the, yeah, of course, NECA, the last Ronin figure, which there's two different ones. There's two of them. And they put one out, um, which he kind of appears on the first cover with his hood up and all decked out in his gear. Yeah. And I knew there was going to be a second one. It just, it's, it's irritating to me they didn't put them both out the same day. So you could have had a pick. You What's know? the difference? The second one, like all of his stuff's taken off, like all of his his hood and his gi are taken off and they're just kind of hanging off his waist. Hmm. But I knew there was going to be a second one because that first one says uh, the last Ronin like in outfit or something. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, why would you say that? Unless yeah, there's gonna there's be not going to be an <laughs> out outfit, but. They uh, have put out something. There's something going on called Holothon right now, where it's like they're just pushing stuff out. They have all four turtles that you can get in one package mm -hmm. out now. And I've seen that. That was a new a new thing that they did with all four turtles. Yeah, I wanted to get it's it. like the Cowabunga set or something like that. Is that what it's called? I don't remember. It's something. It's named something like that. They've had the turtles out before, but these are a different shade of green with different head sculpts and stuff. But you know. Um, I thought I thought it was overpriced. I all the stuff has gone up in price because all the NECA stuff was seemingly around like twenty five bucks per figure, mm -hmm. and I would figure you know I I would guess that four figures coming in a package with some accessories would be around one hundred twenty bucks. Yeah, easy one ten one twenty, mm -hmm. which I was willing to pay one hundred fifty. Oh what? Yeah, and the accessories aren't even really that great. Is the packaging like? The regular package with some crazy sleeve with a door that opens on it. And what do you mean? Just the box that it comes in. I mean, it's just like a window box, just like the just Power the Ranger Turtle things we got, you know, just, just about yeah. two feet long, yeah. you know. But um, then they have the robot Bebop and Rocksteady that's just come out. They put out some gargoyles, and on their website, they, they have some other stuff they released. One thing I really want to get is the Archie Comics Slash. I have Slash from Turtles in Time, mm -hmm. um, but I want that one because that's the Slash I love. <laughs> I remember. I never cared about the cartoon series Slash, but man, that Archie Comics one looks awesome. So mm. I might have to get him. There's still time. I mean, it doesn't come out till August, but pre-orders are up right now. So hmm. I didn't even know. I know that I've seen the Gargoyles. Those are cool. I didn't watch the show enough to really jump yeah. in on that. But they've been pushing the stuff out uh into stores select stores seemingly because uh the guy that uh we follow on instagram btunes yeah toy collector he uh just today posted that he had scoured columbus targets <laughs> found one store that had the end cap he didn't say which one might have to dm him to find out but he'd probably let us know 
Oh, I think he would. Yeah. But um, I would like to go see what they have. I mean, he put took a picture of the end cap, but I didn't see the Fugitoid on there. Did I mention that one? They have the Fugitoid out too? There's a new, yeah, I've seen that one. The, there's it's like a the new comic Fugitoid. series yeah. Fugitoid. Yeah, which, he looks pretty cool. Yeah, he does look cool. When I first saw it, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. But the more I see it, he looks awesome. <laughs> he looks cool, so... And I've just seen a, like an up-close picture, not like accessories, to see what he comes with. I have no idea what he comes with. Yeah. Not a clue. I, go, I wouldn't NECA, be able to get a guess. ton of stuff, like most stuff does. It's just weird, because like the Krang body, when it came out, boy, that thing had accessories out the ass. Mm -hmm. So many. Like, you, like, I have a big gallon Ziploc bag I keep all my, my NECA turtle accessories in. And he could have almost taken a, uh, a half-size bag himself. There were so many. The baby shredder I was kind of set back on. I was like, really? Why do they put him in there? Why not? I don't know, because it's Krang. Just because it was a part of the show. Well, I think it had a lot to do with... Uh, I think Krang like, watched him or something, was like caring for him in that episode or something, <laughs> if I remember correctly. I haven't seen it in years, yeah. but... Uh, like all the the attachments for his hand too. Like that was the, awesome. The ball the and chain, balls, the gun, the claw. The claw. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so much cool stuff. But um, yeah, Jack and I, and this isn't even NECA. This is Hasbro. But Jack and I have just recently acquired all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Power Ranger crossovers. Mm -hmm. And uh, boy, those look those look cool, don't they? They do. I, I don't have. Well, I've only got what Leo and and Donnie open. I haven't opened any yet. Same. I've got. They're just all in the closet mm -hmm. here. But I'm. I'm just kind of waiting for that moment where I'm just uh, giddy to open something because it, <laughs> it happens with me. Typically, when I've been drinking, <laughs> Man, I'm drunk. I want to open something. It's better than wanting to beat your wife or something, I guess. But <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, it'll happen. So I'm, I'm going to save it for that moment. And plus, I want to display them all together. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't have the room. I need to make room and figure out how I'm going to do that. And I might have to buy me another Zordon and Alpha 5 just just for aesthetics. To true. put what they're on display. Oh, so you're going to have two of them? The two two well, Zordons I've, and two Alphas? Well, the Alpha I've got just set and he's put away. But the Zordon I've got on the, the canned air shelf. Right. They should have done a Splinter Zordon. I keep saying yeah, it. Yeah, they should have. <laughs> that would have been awesome. But, all right. Um, one last thing to touch on before we get to the conversation uh, with Kevin Eastman are the games that are coming out. And these I'm so excited about. One. I only know the one. Which? The four player. The arcade style one that they're yeah. putting back out. Well, that's the Revenge uh, or the Return or Shredder's Revenge. Shredder's, yeah. And it looks awesome. And they keep pushing it back, but for good reason, seemingly. Because every time they push it back, they make a new announcement that they're adding a new character. Mm hmm and so thus far, you've got the four turtles. They've added April. They've added Splinter. Yeah. And I'm guessing they're adding another character. Casey. I hope. They, God, they I gotta hope. have Casey. Can you imagine? It would be so cool because we talked about when this comes out, making it so we do a playthrough that we can put on our YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be so fun to try to beat the game without the turtles. Just Splinter, Casey, <laughs> and April. That, like, like pretending the turtles have been killed or something yeah of course you're probably gonna have characters throughout the game going you know, like we're gonna kill you turtles kind of stuff but yeah i just think i don't know why just because i'm an uber nerd but you'll play with those three and then i'll have a cut scene and then all the turtles will be there but <laughs> <Yeah>. nobody else <laughs> but it looks so cool the animation looks awesome i cannot wait to get that game yeah i'm excited to play that it's gonna be cool but i'm just as equally as excited about the one they just announced within the last week or two, the Kawabunga Collection. Have you seen this? Maybe that's what I thought was the NECA, the new NECA collection, maybe. I don't know what that Oh, is that what you said earlier? Yeah, that's what I thought okay. it was. <clears throat> no, it's a video game. Oh, it's every it's turtle game. Every yeah, turtle that's game. Right. Yeah, I did I've heard about it. It's like the the original NES, uh the arcade game. Uh, which is, I guess, the second game, if you're talking, you know, NES uh, continuity, uh, Turtles 3, mm -hmm. uh, then Turtles in Time. Oh, my God, I'm already salivating at the mouth. <laughs> the Game Boy games, the Tournament Fighter games, and I think there's even some other ones on there I don't even remember coming out. Even that Manhattan one? Are they putting that one in there, too? I don't or? think that one's going to be on there. No, I think it only goes up to, like... Uh, maybe like when uh, 64 was coming out or something. Okay. Because, like, there was a Game Boy game based on the 2003 series. Or, excuse me, a GameCube game based on the 2003 series that was so good. It was like an overhead, kind of like a uh, Marvel Alliance. Remember that game? Yeah. Oh, I love that game. It was kind of like an overhead at an angle fighting game. 
I had no idea that was a thing. Oh, it was so good. I got it when it came out, and I played through it so many times because it was essentially the last episode of that first season where they stormed Shredder's uh, New York skyrise, and it's just mm. floor by floor by floor of grinding enemies until you get to the Shredder. You know, oh my God, it was so good. And they did another one based off of uh, Battle Nexus, I think it was, and that one didn't do very good. Uh, at least I didn't like it very well. But uh, that, yeah, that game, uh, Mutants in Manhattan, was really cool. I never even finished that one. I got to the very last boss and uh, never ended up beating him. Not because I couldn't, I just kind of, uh, for some reason, didn't finish it. But we got to Krang, and he was like ginormous, like swatting you off the top of no, really? rooftops <laughs> and stuff. But then what was the other one? There was one that was only on Xbox Live 360. You remember that game? We had it. Yes. You had to buy it on live and you had to download it. I don't think it was ever like on a disc. I keep wanting to say Out of the Shadows, but that was the movie. It was something along that line though, wasn't it? Yeah, you're right. Something to do with Shadows. I'd have to go look. Shit. Because that one, I don't think, I've got the Manhattan one, but I don't have that, the one, the other one that you're talking about. At least I don't think I do. That was on 360, so I don't even. Let me let me take a quick uh, peek here. It was called Out of the Shadows. Was it? Yep, here it is. It was on arcade, Xbox Arcade. Uh, okay, yeah. That one was good too, but it had uh, cam camera angle problems. Like I remember, like in the heat of battle, you couldn't get the camera to go where you wanted to. <laughs> it was like playing Resident Evil sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Kind of your camera never being where you ex really want it to be. Right. But um, I, that one you could, like, combo with Turtles, and so you could with Mutants in Manhattan, Yes, too. it was hard to do that. The moves were really hard to do, I think. Yeah. But they were cool when you got them When to you do got them yeah. to do it, though, God, they were fun. But, mm -hmm. like, in this one, uh, Mutants in Manhattan, like, Donnie, like, if you were Donnie, you had, like, all this kind of different tech you could tech, use. Yeah, that's what stuff. I loved about them. Oh, it was so cool. So cool. Anyway, getting back to the Calabunga collection, I'm honestly excited about... Those first three beat 'em up, or no, the first the first three beat 'em up games, and then that original t uh, turtle game on Nintendo, which I wouldn't call a beat 'em up game. No, but um, here's what's great about it. Okay, ever since we saw the angry video game yeah. <laughs> nerd episode where he says you can walk right over that hole, mm -hmm. I thought I've got a fucking fighting chance now. But I've never ever since that, which that's been years ago since he dropped that video. You know. Mm -hmm. I've never tried it because, you know, I got to get all this stuff out, hook it all up. And I know the second I do, I'll just be like, oh, fuck it, I'm done, you know? <laughs> yep. Well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do next. But here's what's great about this Calabunga collection. It has a rewind feature. So if you fuck up, you can rewind, kind of like Prince of Persia. What? Yeah, you can rewind and try again so you don't have to keep restarting the game over and over. Well, I know the first Turtle game, they put save in it so you... You don't have to worry about going all the way back because there's no saves. Not in the not in that in the NES game they didn't. Oh, didn't they? I no, when I you were out of lives, did. your ass was back at the beginning. No, now the, in the Calabunga collection, oh, they added a save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you meant in the original. No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's also I've heard a rewind feature. So like if you like fall off a ledge or something, you can just or maybe maybe after you've like completely died, it's too late. But like if you're like in some hot shit, you can rewind and try again or something. Hmm. So that cool. in itself is going to make it so I can finally get to the Technodrome. Yes. I want to play it so bad. I cannot wait for it to come out. And I actually don't have a release date on that. I don't know if they've announced it. But uh, yeah, it's going to be seemingly on all systems. The only thing I know I could do without from the first game is when you're low on health, the nee 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 Oh, nee. yeah. And when you're swimming do, 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 underwater, do. getting the shit shocked out of you, that noise. Oh yeah, <laughs> those two sounds. If those aren't in the game, I'll be fine. I would, I would love it. I, they'll be in there, but maybe they've adjusted them so they're not maybe. quite like in your face. <laughs> because yeah, like if you were playing with a turtle who had low life, it just was a nonstop beep 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 beep. Yep. So loud. Mm -hmm. But oh, I'm excited. So I've got. That's all I've really got on the turtles. Unless you got anything. I don't know. That's everything. There's stuff in there that I didn't even know about. Well, I guess I kind of knew about it, just didn't know the gist. Yeah. So much. There's a lot of goodness coming down the pike. A lot of goodness. So I would like to see another series come out, personally. But what I would really like to see happen is a is like Viacom Nickelodeon do a straight to DVD Dark Turtles movie. That'd be awesome. Like they do with the DC stuff. You yeah. Know? 
that would be cool. And I really hope these new games still have the Konami code. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's, it seems like it has to be there. They would, yeah, that's just in the game itself. I'm sure they're just porting it right over with a little bit of cleanup. They'd have to, but I don't know how you'd do it if you're on PlayStation with your, you know, X triangle square and uh, <laughs> circle. So I'm sure they'll make it work. But all right. I think that's going to do it for the turtle conversation. And uh, when we come back from commercial break, my conversation with Kevin Eastman. So stick around. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Outlawpinball.com is a retro gaming and pinball apparel company based in Ohio that offers t-shirts, hoodies, hats, keychains, and more featuring retro gaming and pinball-inspired designs. Every purchase gets you entered into the Outlawpinball.com pinball machine giveaway that happens every three months, and right now you can get the Mandalorian pinball machine. Get an entry for every dollar spent in the store or become a VIP member to get store discounts and 30 bonus entries into the giveaway every month. The winner of the Mandalorian Pinball Machine will be randomly selected on June 14th. So go pick up some pinball and gaming inspired apparel to get your name entered. Also, when you're at checkout, go down to the promo box and type in CANNED10 for 10% off your purchase. That's C-A-N-N-E-D and the number 10. So go grab some apparel and get entered to win at outlawpinball.com. All right, we are back from commercial, and you're about to hear my conversation with Kevin Eastman. Got to talk the other day. It's not very long, but long enough. Man, it's always so awesome to talk with him. He's such a nice guy. Just easy to talk to. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're you're not tense in his presence like (laughs) you are with some of the people we've had on the show. but. You know, being just the fan I am and just getting the opportunity to have talked with him so many times, it never ceases to be awesome. And uh, I talked with him a little bit about The Last Ronin, about Venus de Milo, and about uh, the return of his uh, comic with uh, David Avalone and uh, Ben Bishop drawing blood. So let's just cut over to that conversation right here. Kevin, thanks so much for being back on the show, man. It's always a pleasure to have you here and quite an honor. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. Nice to be here with you. How's your day going? Oh, so far, so good. Uh, a lot could happen, though. How about you? <laughs> Thank you. It could take a left turn at any minute. And where would we be in the ditch? Looking, looking <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's been a great day. Our son is uh, is golfing with one of his buddies. He's a aspiring and a skilled golfer. And um, Courtney and I are going to watch Spider-Man. I'm going to do some signing and... Some interviews and yeah, that's nice good. Saturday, nice weekend. <laughs> is this your first time seeing Spider Man? It is, yeah. It's uh, we our schedule, you know, just with Last Ronin and, and so many things, we you know completely housebound for uh, what seems like two years, and it's just you oh, know, I bet. COVID. Some people had COVID. We had Last Ronin that kept us indoors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm joking, but uh, uh, no, we we uh, we hadn't had a chance to to get out and see it yet, but. Um, Right. You're going to thoroughly enjoy it. I promise you that. But so first, let me just start by saying that the last Ronin up to this point has been fucking amazing. Like, I think the last time I spoke to you was right after the first issue came out. And uh, boy, I mean, that in itself was great. But, you know, now that we've seen the four issues and Mikey's journey and, you know, how the families died, it's just been really playing on the heartstrings and so excited for issue five to come out, which is dropping April 27th, I believe. That's correct. Yeah. Awesome. I can't wait to see it. But one of the last things I uh, asked you last time we spoke was uh, if there was a possibility once this story arc was completed, if we'd be able to, if we'd ever get a chance to see Mikey in this, in the future setting, you guys currently have him in past this story arc. And you said you were wanting to kind of wait and see, you know, how fans reacted 
to what you guys had done here. And, you know, I'm not seeing anything from where you're sitting, obviously, but, you know, based from where I'm sitting, it seems like you guys have gotten an overwhelming uh, positive reaction from it. So I just kind of wanted to pose that question to you again now, you know, here that we're looking down the barrel of issue five. Is this a world we could see further stories in? Thanks for asking. And, you know, first and foremost, I want to thank, you know, yourself and, and so many of the fans that have waited for these in these huge gaps between each issue. And it's it's been more of a, you know, it's my fault. Basically, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm a massive perfectionist. And, and, and you know, and I'm not saying that's the whole team has been so dedicated to doing uh, bringing the A game and doing, you know, it's been such a joy working with Tom, the Scorza brothers, Ben Bishop, the incredible um, Louis Delgado, who did the coloring and Sean. The whole, it takes a village and, you know, I couldn't have done it. We couldn't have done it uh, without each other. And it's been such an experience. And it's it's been very organic. And that's what's um cool about it because it reminds me very much of like the early days when Pete and I would work together that would sort of beat out a, a outline of what the story would be and then through layouts and processes of adjusting the script and adjusting the story letting the story evolve naturally is the same approach we took here um, so we none of it was off a final script it was just sort of as we wrote sequences and did layouts and the thing whole built and it was sort of it was a journey built and we were sort of along for the ride in some cases, which has been fantastic. We love this world. We love the world that we created the last run in. And it's, it has been, and it said everything that um, I certainly wanted to stay uh, with it. Um, and it's sort of, you know, um, it'll have a finality to it. Um, but it is much like any story, you know, you want it, you know, issue one was the beginning. This is the end, but the doors open for opportunities and, and we don't know what those are still yet, but we love the, the universe of the last one that we created. And I feel like, you know, you hear, um, you know, people will say, use the buzzword, you know, multiverse um, more commonly recently, um, but it's been around for forever. I mean, whether you're talking Marvel comics or DC comics sure. and all the different universes that they've had, we've certainly experienced ours with uh, in Mirage with the turtles, with the original, you know, Mirage Black and White Universe, the Archie, the animated universe, the 2007 Kevin Monroe movie, you know, you name it's we've, we've been through a, a bunch of different iterations. And we're lucky enough that the fans have stuck with us and allowed us to do something like Last Ronin, which is another iteration, sort of our Dark Knight version of uh, the Turtle universe. Um, and man, it was um, overwhelmingly well received more than we hoped for we we hoped that we would at least sell as many as the original as the ongoing series and it's gone so far beyond that it's uh it's really been a wow. gift that the, you guys have, have brought to us so um love to see some more stories in this universe we don't know what they are yet um but um you know with last run and now off to press uh, tom and i have we you know we've certainly not neglected the ongoing series but we've been plotting and, and planning stuff um that we're doing in and around sophie campbell's universe within the ongoing which has been so much fun um, but we're going to be doing um, a new storyline called the Armageddon Games and some other stuff. So we got some pretty exciting turtle stuff while we figure out what to do after Last Roman. Sure. Well, I'm excited, man. And yeah, again, bravo, because, you know, I haven't obviously read the last one yet, but so far, damn good. And uh, just to clarify, because I don't want to be mistaken before I ask this question, but Last Ronin was originally something that yourself and Peter had kind of sketched the concept for, and then, you, you know, you blew the dust off and brought it to fruition, correct? That is correct. And that is correct. And to, to, to clarify, it was um, when Peter and I, uh, around 1987, we were sort of getting to the end of a very large story arc that we had run i think through issues all the way up through issue 10 with the with the uh, turtles 11 rather and uh, some of the one shots that sort of all dovetailed into this this storyline and we were thinking like well where do we do um where do we go next and we said well let's look say potentially at a final turtle story 30 years down the road and see where they would might end up there as an experiment and then it'd be something to let's discuss it and then we can navigate towards it right and so we broke down about a 15 to 20 page outline of what that final story would be and then never got to it um just you know one thing you know whether it be because right after that 1987 that was pre-toys pre-movies pre-cartoons pre-everything that just exploded and then you know our world changed and so many things changed and so when we uh arrived at this point with uh, Turtles, uh, the IDW Turtle Universe um, approaching issue 100, I said to Tom, I said, look, Peter and I wrote this idea back in 1987. Let's look at it again and see if it applies to what we want to do. Maybe look 
20 years down the road from where things are in the uh, IDW universe. And that was sort of the starting point and the jumping off point. And um, uh, I guess to clarify further, it's not within the IDW universe that this story takes place. It's not within specifically in the Mirage universe, but it is definitely leans heavily towards the Mirage universe. It's, it's sort of a, um, a universe within itself, but it is sort of, you know, I guess if you put Turtles issue one and last Ronin in a, in a book, you'd have a complete beginning and a complete quote unquote ending. So, right. So um, having clarified that then, are there any other unused Eastman Laird uh, concepts that could possibly see uh, the light of day in the future or no? I, I wish, you know, it, it, I don't think so. And I think, and I mean that, um, in that I am, uh, you should see the folder. I mean, it's like, I've got this folder that like, um, it's just scraps and notes. And when Pete, Pete and I would sit and talk together about ideas of doing this thing and that thing, um, we'd both keep notes and, and sort of tuck them away and, you know, pull them out for another rainy day. Um, and this, uh, the last Ronin concept was the, the furthest developed. Um, it was, uh, nice. I think again, in total, I was about 20 pages um, uh, of, of typed and sketched and, and sketchbook notes that sort of comprise that story. But, um, but I have to dig through that again, just to, just to make sure, because there were some, there were some funny ideas um, in, in right. there bouncing around in those days. All right. Uh, just a few more questions here. You mentioned uh, yourself and Tom Waltz, uh, along with Sophie Campbell, you know, still working on the current IDW series, which has maintained its integrity. It's, it's so good. It, it pays perfect homage to everything that's come before it. And uh, speaking of that, you know, in issue 127 that's going to be coming out, we're seeing the return of Venus de Milo uh, looking to be told in kind of a different way than she was told in the next mutation. Is, can you highlight anything? Like, tell us anything about that, what we can expect? Yeah, I just besides, you know, Sophie Campbell's brilliant. Um, I, I've always uh, I've been a huge fan of, of her work. Um, in, in fact, uh, we would I was talking with her recently because we um, um, I ran late on a cover and she ink something that I then colored in and stuff. But so I, uh, we've got one of her, that cover she did with Michelangelo sitting on the tree stump, taking notes on yes. our wall here in the studio. And I traded it for some piece. So I said, we have to trade more pieces. Sophie. <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed um, what she's done with the series since uh, Tom and I stepped off to do last Ronin. It's been so creative and so innovative and so interesting. And, you know, besides her, her, her I think her artistic style and the people that she's brought into that and the exploration of all things in mutant town has been fantastic. And so as we look further down the road and conversations that Tom and I have had with her, um, we wanted to go back into expand back out into the world outside of mutant town, but keep it fully integrated with um, um, all the cool stuff that's been developed in, in that. So it's just making just broadening the canvas a little bit, making it a little bit bigger. Um, Venus was one of those ideas that, um, much like uh, you know, she she brought back uh, Toka and Rezar, um, so many other characters into the mix that she's loved Venus. Tom and I love Venus. That's why we brought Jenica to life. Uh, Tom's right. brainchild, really, um, and uh, added a female turtle to the mix. But she had an idea of how to do it in a way that's very special, very unique. And I'm not going to give any spoilers, but uh, sure. I can't wait for people to read it because it is exceptionally clever and uh, and cool. And it's and it's a great addition, not only as a story concept in the turtle universe, but as a as another character. So I can't wait for people to read it. I, I can't wait to read it either. Very excited to see that. The, the, the art that's been released looks amazing. Absolutely it amazing. So. Cool. Very excited. Um, one last question for you. I can't help notice, but on your T-shirt there, you're wearing a radically rearranged Ronin Ragdoll shirt. Freaking awesome. So uh, as far as drawing blood goes, are we going to get a volume three or has it just been kind of pushed to the side because of the work uh, last Ronin has required? It, we are going to get, uh, in fact, you know, my apologies to the fans to that as well for on behalf of uh, David Avaloni and Troy Little and, and series artist, main series artist Ben Bishop is as things evolved with last Ronin, um, I literally, you know, with Dave and I talked about it, we, I literally stole Ben from um, last, I mean, um, from Drawing Blood to do these sections of last Ronin um, that he was perfect for. Um, so he's been an important part of that. So we are now literally wrapping up, um, close to wrapping up um, the 2019 Kickstarter, which is issues five through eight, plus a 40 page um, uh, ragdolls uh, one shot that Dave David and, and Troy um, conceived and came up with, and it's it's laugh out loud funny. So we're going to um, complete um, 
uh, that and, and get that all up to all the Kickstarter fans all over the summer. We had planned the uh, Drawing Blood series to go through issue 12. Um, again, with, you know, the door won't be closed at issue 12, but this particular storyline was intended to go from issue one to 12. So we um, were um, very frugal with um, uh, uh, the generosity of um, our fans that supported through Kickstarter. So we're going to be able to self-fund and do um, the, um, uh, the the final um, uh, four issues out of pocket. So we don't have to do a Kickstarter and do all that. To, oh, to, nice. to, so we're going to roll that. We're, we've been working with Scout to try to come up with a program of what we could work together. So hopefully we can make a proper announcement there as a, as a publisher that will run all through 12 and then we'll have some new Ragdoll stories sort of in the mix as well. But um, yeah, we're back to uh, drawing blood with a vengeance and Ragdolls, all things Ragdolls. So appreciate the fans waiting and I'm excited for them to see um, this next four issues, uh, issues five, six, seven, and eight are just absolutely fantastic. It's um, the evolution it brings to the series is exceptional. Fans are going to dig it. The wait for your work is always worth it. So I'm <laughs> very looking forward to it. I've got to get me one of those shirts because it looks freaking awesome. <laughs> I say that, you know, um, I always do the, the plug because people, you know, and and I want I have to end some of these interviews with saying that we're super excited to be back out on the road again. Uh, we're doing conventions. Uh, Courtney's teed us up six conventions this year. And if fans want to go to KevinEastmanStudios.com, you can find out things like you can find things like these shirts and uh, where we're going to be. Um, shows I think next up is uh, our first one of this year is uh, Louis uh, Lexington, Kentucky, which is um, the end okay. of this month, and Huntsville, Alabama, that. that. But um, yeah, tune into there and you can find out what we're and when and what we're doing and, and how we're doing it. And um, you can leave us notes there and hopefully we'll see you out there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. I'm going to try to make my way down. Thanks so much, man. I'm going to put links uh, attached to this episode to make it easier for people to get over there. And uh, just have a great day, man. Thank you so much. And, and hey, enjoy Spider-Man, all right? Thank you, Jeremy. <laughs> Super excited. So back to work. Enjoy your day. And uh, we'll talk to you again, my friend. All right. Thanks so much, Kevin. Thank you. Talk soon. Cheers. So take care, Kevin. You too. All right, and once again, that was my conversation with Kevin Eastman. And if you'd like to see a visual of the conversation just had with Kevin, head over to our YouTube page, because I'm going to be posting that video at the same time this episode goes out. Be sure to head over to KevinEastmanStudios.com. You can check out uh, exactly where he's going to be this year, uh, like he had mentioned, going around the country at appearances at cons and stuff. I think the first is Lexington. I think it's the same one David J. Fielding's going to be at. Oh, yeah, because he's not in what, a week or so or something. Here in a week yeah. or two. So, yep. yeah, check that out. There's other appearances. It looked like he was going to be at San Diego Comic-Con later this year, too. So there's other places you can check him out, too. Follow him on Instagram at Kevin Eastman and on Twitter at Kevin Eastman 86. And again, people, check out these comics. They're so good. They are so freaking good. Find out why he's a master if you haven't <laughs> read them before. Go pick them up and find out why. They are just so damn good uh but i think that's going to do it for this episode so what do we have on the website jack go to cannedairpodcast.com you can listen like subscribe follow share get some merch become a patron see some youtube videos and if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work send us an email on our contacts page and don't forget to find us on twitter at cannedairpod and on instagram at canned underscore air and once again that website jack was talking about cannedairpodcast.com that patreon tab show us a little support that merch tab show us some more support and if you don't have uh, financial means to support us uh, that way just go into your podcast player of choice leave us a review it helps so much people it, it gets us exposure on said platform it gets us closer to more exposure anyway so mm -hmm. it's a great way to support if you don't want to support us financially so we are appreciative any which way you go. We'll take whatever you're willing to give us. And again, don't forget to go over to evergreenpodcast.com to check our show out with a lot of other amazing podcasts. Very proud, again, to be a part of that network. And uh, it seems like we got some cool things in the pipeline with them in the future here. Lots of stuff coming. Yeah, so we're not going to say much about it yet until it's finalized, but keep an ear out for that. And uh, is there anything else, Jack? That's it. I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. Be excellent to each other, everyone.
a dog. Hi, puppy. Nice puppy. Oh, no. Don't run. It'll only make things worse. What? Remember, you never want to approach a stray dog, especially one that's foaming at the mouth. Get away from the animal as quickly as you can and tell a grown-up. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! This has been a Canned Air production. The Korean War has sadly been known as the Forgotten War, but half a century earlier, the United States was locked in a bloody conflict in Asia that's been all but erased from the history books. Hi, I'm Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio vs. the World, an American history podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. In our newest episode, we speak to experts about the Philippine-American War, America's first Asian counterinsurgency conflict. The heroes, the villains, will discuss President McKinley, Admiral Dewey, the vicious brutality of the fighting and the scandals and war crimes that nearly sunk Theodore Roosevelt's presidency. Check out our show, Ohio vs. the World, on the Evergreen Podcast Network for our new episode about America's most forgotten war. Now back to the show.